because you're good. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Can we give a hand to the team, please? That would be amazing. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. You're awesome. So good. I um, have the privilege uh, of bringing the Word today. And um, it's the final in our series, Soundtrack of Summer. What do you think about when you think about the soundtrack? Um, I think the soundtrack that I've listened to the most would be the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume one. Volume two, not as good. Uh, But when I think about soundtrack of summer, I think about um, driving to Coffs Harbour on our annual family trip, listening to Paramore. You know, like the punk, I was so good, such good punk. I loved it for so many, many years. It was really, really good for me um, in some ways, I suppose. Soundtrack of Summer. So what are you going to be thinking about? Like, what are you going to be dwelling on for the rest of the year? Because that's what this um, is really all about. It's about starting the year thinking and dwelling, meditating. What's the loop that's going on in your head as you enter into a new year? We're filled with unknown. Because last year we were like, at this point, going, yeah, 2021 is going to be so good. Whoa, yeah, so good. And we were like, this is going to be like, we're free. And then we were like, we're not free. Oh, COVID's still hanging here. It's just the best fun. This, this, this thing's hanging around. It's like, anyway. So I'm really keen to preach today. Um, My girls and I, we went on a walk the other day. Um, We went down to Warner's Bay and it was gorgeous. It was like beautiful sunset. There's like this perfect catamaran placed in the right location. People's dogs were behaving. I don't know what that's like. My dogs do not behave. They're just, they're they're as smart as a bunch of rocks. And... um, and, and, and as we walked along the foreshore, uh, we, we found these exercise stations. You know, those ones where they, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. The, government, you know, the local council is trying to give you these, these things. Anyway, there's four of them. There's a little, there's a little track you can go on and, and accomplish all four. And we got to the one where there is the steps. There's like three different height steps. And I'm like, wow, that's, yep, that's cool. No worries. And well, you know, Josie's uh, going up the steps and stuff. And so we, we turn around and there's like a QR code for an instructional video for the, for the steps. And I'm like, okay, that's, uh, that's interesting. And then right next to the QR code is the number for emergency. Because like, that's a bad day. That's a bad day when you've got to ring. I'd hate to be that guy, right? Uh, we have to do an instructional video because this guy rang up, emergency. You know, like if you, hello, emergency. <laughs> yeah, I chose the wrong height step. <laughs> I'm really going to need some help right now. Like that's a bad day for anyone. Anyway, so Beck thought it would be a great idea to watch the QR code video the instructional video for the steps. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. Here we go. And, uh, and she says this. I, I, I can't get past it. I'm really sorry. She says, choose the step height that will give you a comfortable challenge. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm not here for a comfortable challenge. Either, either I am walking along the foreshore at a leisurely pace, enjoying the sunset, the catamaran, the well-behaved dogs with my gorgeous wife and my beautiful daughter in a comfortable setting, or I'm doing the steps and it's a challenge. You know, like my, my calves are really gonna be killing later on. I'm gonna wake up the next day wishing I hadn't done the step station, right? But what's a comfortable challenge? Like, that's an oxymoron, right? Really? Anyway, got me thinking that uh, COVID the last two years has really not been a comfortable challenge. There's a lot of discomfort happening. A lot of things, our, our, our entire worlds have been affected. You know, a few years ago, if you'd said, oh, you're gonna be wearing masks every Sunday in church, I'd be like, okay, radio. You, 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 keep, you keep thinking that, that's good. You know, everything's been weird. It's been so imperfect. So much stuff has been going on, like the, the, the disconnection, the online church, you know, like everything, uh, masks and PCR tests and now rat tests and everything. It's just disruptive and weird and awkward and imperfect. And people are like, when, when are we gonna return to normal? Like 2019 normal. When are we going back to, you know, no PCR and rat tests and, uh, and, and no masks and no social distancing? And, you know, where are we going to live the comfortable, smooth, easy, hashtag blessed life again? Right? Well, there's talk that actually this is new normal. That awkward and disrupted and a bit weird and a bit, wah, trying to work things out. What if that is the new normal? What if the smooth part where you could just, you know, jump online and click, bam, a couple of days later, it's at my doorstep and everything at Woolies was stocked perfectly for years. Like, what if there were no supply chain issues? Jesus, please help us out with that. But more importantly, like, what's the state of our souls gonna be if we keep going and it's still weird and awkward and disrupted? Let's pray. Let's pray, because I want to talk about something today that I think is really going to help you out of Psalm uh, chapter 16. So God, we just want to lean in and listen and hear what you're saying so that we can walk into this year with a little more peace in our soul, a little more faith, a little more hope. God, would you speak? Because we are listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so open up your Bible to uh, Psalm chapter 16. That's where I'm going to hang around today. And uh, I want to talk about something that Pastor Keith mentioned last year. In fact, we mentioned it a couple of times last year uh, across the year. And it's the concept of contentment. And it's something that God's been working hard on me and I am, you know, still so far away from where I want to be in this space. But this sense that I am content regardless of what's going on. Philippians 4 verse 11, Paul said, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I read that and I'm like, well, good on you, Paul. Good job, man. Because I'm, 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 I'm a long shot from that right now. But good for you, man. I'm still working on that. 
So we're going to read through Psalm 16, uh, kind of section by section. It's only 11 verses, so calm down. It's not, it's not Psalm 119 or anything. All right, just chill out. And, uh, and I'm going to ask the question, what can we learn about the secret of being content today? Let's read verse 1 to 4, Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations, that's like offerings, of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. I love how David starts this psalm. He starts with the problem. and Sometimes that's where we begin too. If you're anything like me, you, you, you might start with the issue. And it's like everything is not okay right now. Like everything is not perfect in David's world. He's like, he's like, God, keep me safe. Keep me safe, God. Like this is a real cry of his heart right now. Everything is not perfect, you know. And then he says, I take refuge in you. In you, God, not in Netflix and another bottle of wine, but in you, God, taking, I'm taking refuge. I need to find peace because I need you to keep me safe, God. David's going through something. There's lots of moments in David's life that where he was in danger, he was worried, his, people were out to literally kill him. That's a bad day. And he's like, keep me safe, God. He's like in fear. There's real danger. There's real drama going on. Not pretend drama, not, not the fake stuff, but there's real drama going on. And I've, I've got to say uh, that that's fairly normal for life on planet Earth, to have a little bit of drama going on, have a little bit of that everything's not perfect all the time. Anyone else get a clue of that over the last few years, right? You know, no matter how hard you try and micromanage everything, that not everything is perfect all the time. It drives me insane. Because I like it when everything's like sweet and like, <laughs> and, and we're all happy. Look, everyone's happy. Yeah, all good. <laughs> you know, I love it when everything's good. When you feel like, you know, you're on holidays and I, oh, it's just, everything's fine. You know, the house is burning down behind you, but everything's fine. No, no, no. Like, if you're one of those people who there's always, like, multiple dramas all the time, you need to, like, take stock for a minute, right? Because maybe you're creating some drama because you thrive on drama, right? Or maybe you're one of those people who there's never an issue. Everything's like... <laughs> no, everything's always great. Well, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Reality, right here, <laughs> Right? We live in a broken, fallen world. Jesus said, you will have trouble. So if you're watching online today and you've got a bit of trouble going on, it's normal. Like, welcome to planet Earth. Welcome to the age that we live in right now, where it's not perfect. The next age is gonna be perfect, but this age is imperfect. So if you're writing notes, write this down. Number one, embrace imperfection. There's plenty of stuff that doesn't go right. 
But here's the deal. God wants you to discover Him in the middle of the madness, in the middle of the mess, in the center of the chaos. David turns to God and he says, God, you gotta, you gotta keep me safe. And then he looks to, looks to God. Like, be okay with not fixing everything. Embrace the imperfection. Your marriage is never going to be perfect. Doesn't mean you can't have a lot of fun and enjoy your marriage, but it's not gonna be perfect. Your kids are never gonna be perfect. Our church, we're not, we're not gonna be perfect. The government, hello, it's never gonna be perfect, right? Everything is, your circumstances, all the ducks are not gonna line up perfectly for you. It's not how life on planet Earth was meant to be in this age. And we need to learn to live within the imperfection. And just because something's wrong doesn't mean God's saying, go and find a new one. You know, oh, my job's a bit weird right now. Better go and, my wife's a bit weird right now. Better go and, no, right? Oh, there's just, oh, you know, church is a bit weird. No, it doesn't mean that it, because there's imperfection, you need to find something, right? Just learn to grow up in your current situation. Learn to not get everything you want all the time. That's called maturity, right? Learn to not be gratified immediately with everything. Learn that imperfection is normal. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life. Doesn't mean you can't be content. I lost a friend a couple of weeks ago. Ah, that's a, that's a bad day. I got the chance to do his funeral. Um, got, got a text message on holidays and I'm like, that's not right. I was literally chatting with him like a week ago and made a phone call. I'm like, he's dead. He's legit gone. And I had some pretty sad days on holidays, I must admit. Some pretty sad stuff. And it made me realize that God allows us to feel. He allows us to experience the, the full gamut of emotions and experiences on, on earth, uh, like sadness and loss, like, like pain and frustration, like discontent, like fear and anger. He allows us to experience these things because they all point us to who He really is. They all point us to the truth that my joy can never truly be found in my circumstances. That true and perfect and lasting joy and peace is not found when my ducks are in a row or there's enough money in my bank. It's actually only truly found in personal walk and relationship with God, right? And it makes, makes me realize that, oh, that's right. I'm not the one who's in control all the time. He is. Every time I'm angry or frustrated or sad or depressed or down or infuriated, it reminds me, and not in the instance, because normally it takes Darren a few days to realize what truly happened back here. 
But eventually I realise, oh, right, that's true. I, my joy is not actually in that. My joy is truly only in Him. But that doesn't mean I can't enjoy my life on a day-to-day basis. Made me think that my faith doesn't give me no problems. Probably gives me a few more because the devil's around the corner sometimes. But my faith gives me the right perspective to view my problems. Every single time there's an issue or a blow up or a, a problem, well, believers, Christians, we have this, this different perspective on a problem. We're able to see it from a different view, a different, a different angle. We're able to see it from a faith perspective or a heavenly perspective. And yes, if you're like me, sometimes it takes a couple of days to come around. But that's okay. We need to embrace imperfection. Embrace the fact that things aren't always right. And that's okay. But don't just stop with embracing imperfection or you're going to get a bit depressed. All right. If you're writing notes, write this down. Number two, we need to fix our focus. Verse five to eight says this. David says, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. I love verse six. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Whoa, surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. I love the ratio in, this, in these verses, in this psalm. David starts out, it's not the same in all of the psalms. In some of the psalms, it's like, David's like, oh no, woe is me, this is terrible. Ah! Oh, they're trying to kill me. This is horrible. Oh no. And then the final verse, he goes, but I love God and He's good. And you know, but I like, I like the ratio of this one. This is probably how it should be a little more for us. It's like, keep me safe, oh God. Bob, but look how good you are. Oh my gosh, you're... You've given me so much. I love it. Yes, be real with your situation. Don't deny it. Don't sweep around of the carpet, you know. Recognise it, but don't stop there. Don't stop with the, recogni- with the recognition of the, the true reality of your situation, right? Then it's time to look and realise everything that God has given you, everything that you already have. Fix your focus on who He is and what you have. And that one of the secrets of contentment is trying to find where you're focusing on. What are you focusing on? Because if you're focusing on your lack all the time, well, you're gonna always feel like you're missing out. Well, I could get better and more of that over there. Well, maybe I need a better job, a better spouse. A, <laughs> I don't know if you can get better kids, you know. Maybe I need a better church, you know, right? If you focus on everything that you lack, (laughs) if you focus in on what you lack, you always feel like you deserve more, right? Or maybe the the alternative is that you feel, you don't feel like you deserve more and you feel like, well, maybe I'm not getting more because I don't deserve it. And the devil loves to play this game in our minds. He will turn any situation into a, well, you're not worth it or you deserve better. 
And so by changing the script a little bit and focusing on what we do have, wow, it like gives us a sense of gratitude, a sense of gratefulness, of thankfulness. Even if the situation doesn't change one iota, just that, that switch into focusing on what I do have and am enjoying is a game changer. All of a sudden you can feel blessed five minutes after you were feeling like you deserve more because you shifted your mindset to look at what I already have. People have asked uh, Beck and I over the years, why do you guys have such a good marriage? And um, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you just married a good one. And yes, we did, especially her. (laughs) But half of it's because we did a lot of hard work and continue to. And part of it is because we're just grateful for who we have and what we have established and what we have built together, right? It's, It's about just appreciating what you've got. Part of it is because strangely, she still thinks I'm funny. I don't know why, but I'm very grateful for that. Like I love what David's doing here. He's focusing on what he has already got in God. Don't just be grateful for what you have on planet Earth. Be grateful for everything that God has given you. That's where your joy is gonna find, you're gonna find fresh joy. It's gonna return. I love verse six, let's go there again. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. This is ultimate contentment thinking. He's like, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm actually pretty blessed already. Huh, right. That's, that's good. God loves me and he's, he's for me and He's not against me and He's got plans to prosper me and for me to bear fruit. I've got a perp. Oh, actually, I'm, actually, I'm super blessed, right? I'm, I'm chosen, I'm forgiven, I'm accepted, I'm loved. And I get it. Like sometimes it is really hard to find something to be grateful for. And sometimes there's like a, a situation in our lives that is, it just sucks the life out of us. And it's terrible when there's multiple situations in our lives that are sucking the life out of it. And they're, they're compounding on one another and making us feel almost dead inside. But you can still remember what God has done for you. We can still remember the cross of Jesus, the love of the Father, we can still enter into the presence of the Holy Spirit anytime. At two in the morning, when you can't sleep like me last night, you can turn to God and be like, you're still good. In the midst of loss and sadness, frustration, you can still turn to God and be like, thank you for loving me. In the middle of your own guilt or shame, you can still turn to God and be like, thank you for forgiving me anyway. So 
Sometimes we just need to, like Psalm 51 says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. You know, like let's get back to some true joy, not just in because life is good. Yes, enjoy the world. Yes, enjoy your life. But because Jesus died for you. I, um, I love the concept. Uh, I love John Mark Comer and all of his stuff and writings. And I love that he talks a lot about rest. And he says that rest is rebellion. Rest is rebellion. He says the decision to embrace rest is a rebellion against the cultural addiction to accomplishment. I'm like, oh, geez, that's good. But I think that contentment is rebellion as well. Choosing to be content with just what you have and pausing and being okay with what, what is happening right now. Everything you own and don't own right now. That's rebellion. It's rebellion against a culture that is addicted to perfection and progress. And you and I don't need perfection and we don't need to progress every single day. Just pause and enjoy what you've already got. Just choose to be content. It's the opposite of the pursuit of more. Maybe you don't need more. Maybe you're unsettled in your spirit because well, you're just running after more all the time and you're jealous of what other people have and you're discontent because you feel like you deserve better. Well, just press pause for a minute and just look around. Go home today and look around and just be like, the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. choose to be content like let's it, this is a battle this can be a battleground because the battle can often be against the mentality that I am what I look like or I am what I own and neither of those things are true I love in verse 5 David's like Lord you alone are my portion of my cup you make my lot secure and a few verses earlier, he's like, oh God, you gotta just keep me safe. And then he remembers what he has and he remembers who he is and he remembers who God is. And he's like, oh yeah, you make my lot secure. Huh. Change of mentality. Lastly, if we're gonna walk in true contentment, then you and I need to trust and enjoy. Number three, trust God, enjoy His presence. Verse nine to 11 says this, therefore, I love this, ah, therefore my heart is glad. That's so good. Can you say that today? Like, like for real? Can you look over your entire life and be like, therefore my heart is glad because that's the declaration of the Christian who knows what they have. The believer who is reminded of everything that God has done for them can confidently say, therefore my heart is glad. Love it. 
my body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. Verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. How good is that? With eternal with eternal pleasures at your right hand. I love the way that the New King James Version puts verse 11. It says, in your presence is fullness of joy. <laughs> you want joy? Well, the throne room of heaven is open all the time. And you and I have received God's grace and we can walk in at any time of the day or night and be like, Father, I need, to, I need You. In Your presence is fullness of joy. And starting out on 2022, you and I, we need to be reminded of some truth today. Reminded of a couple of things that help us to paint the picture of what the future of the rest of the year is gonna look like. And there's a couple of important truths I wanna remind you of right now. God is with you. God is for you and not against you. God is in control. Not in the micro, but in the macro. Just rest on that. And then you can trust Him. Always and fully you can trust Him. I was... um, I was just driving around the other day. I don't know where I was going, probably to Woolworths. Uh, I was driving down my street and uh, I, just, I just found myself smiling. I just, I was looking out this outside, beautiful sunny day. I just found myself, I'm like, Darren, why are you smiling? <laughs> It wasn't a particular reason for it. It wasn't like a, something great had just happened. I was just in some kind of zone that God had led me into. And I, and I was thinking about it, going, why am, I, why am I good right now? Why am I good with life and the world? Because everything wasn't perfect. Thinking about it, heaps of stuff wasn't going right. But for some reason, Darren's driving down the street in his car, a little bit smug, a little bit happy. And I think it was just that God had led me into a place where I was just choosing to trust Him. It's like, well, He's good and He's in control. Why worry? Worrying does not add a day to your life, an hour, a moment to your life, Jesus said. But I was just enjoying Him and and what He'd already given me. And I think that God wants to lead us to a place of contentment right now. Because with all the disruption, the chaos, the fear, the disconnection, with all the stuff that's happened in the last two years, maybe what we need to do is to look forwards and just decide, I'm gonna be content, whatever the circumstance. I love that verse 11 finishes with this line. It says, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. 
And I love this pointing to heaven where it will be perfect, where it will be good, where we're going to get to enjoy each other's company for a long, long time in the presence of God, enjoying a new heaven and a new earth. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? I was having a chat with Andrew Yude about my current views on heaven. Ah, the other day, because I was getting ready for this funeral and I felt like God wanted me to share on what heaven's going to be like. Because when you bury a Christian, it's very different to burying an unbeliever. Uh, and I was like, what if you and I could spend time with, with Him for a long time? I was talking with Andrew Yude and he says, I just can't wait to, to taste a 1,000-year-old bottle of wine. And I was like... I'll join you with on that one. But heaven's the place where there won't be sickness or death or aging or fear or danger or frustration. There's no more gossip, no more offence, no more breakups, no more relationship drama. Just a lot of goodness a lot of God and a lot of you and I enjoying creation for all eternity and a lot of food <laughs> but I'm going to try and there's going to be this perfect eternal sense of contentment and satisfaction. But you and I don't have to 